Hey you guys, I'm Christelle Saudi and this is the Fashion Design Hub where we share stories of amazing women, their self-care journey, and how they design their lives to live a life of purpose. My mission is to help and inspire fellow women to take care of ourselves. A lot of women often find themselves too busy to give themselves a break. Some women don't even realize that they are already tired until they break down one day because of exhaustion. This podcast is here with new episodes every Tuesday to remind everyone to pause and take a break. So join me every Tuesdays to choose this day to choose ourselves. I'm your host, Crystal Saudi, and today I'm going to introduce you to one of the women I admire. She's a self-love and business coach for female freelancers and coaches. She's the CEO and co-founder of Sila Circular Fashion Collective, and she's also a brand strategist. Let's welcome to the show, Sheila Morsolo Fentes. Hi, Sheila. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, doll. Hi, everyone. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be on your show. No problem. And I'm so glad that you were able to make time for us so that we can together inspire our listeners. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself for our listeners? Yes. And I'd like to thank you for that introduction also. <laughs> Again, I'm a self-love and business coach for female freelancers and coaches, a brand strategist, and the CEO and co-founder of Silo Circular Fashion Collective, and also a mom of twin girls. So I am an advocate of sustainable fashion. I think that's when I started really my entrepreneurship journey. And from there, I realized how powerful entrepreneurship is, um, that as entrepreneurs, we have like the power to influence and to change the world for better. So I decided to become a coach later on. Prior to becoming a coach, Sheila, what were you doing? You mentioned that you have two um, two kids and twins, and mm-hmm. I can't imagine how you are how you're dealing with that. But yeah, yeah, can you share your life before becoming a coach? Yes, well actually, I am a banker by profession. I actually graduated with a degree in economics. I know it's totally far from what I'm doing right now as a coach and as a founder of like a sustainable fashion collective. But then for almost nine years, I'm in the banking industry, working in uh, investments and portfolio management for clients. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that it's not the path that I want to take in the long run Mm -hmm. and that I've discovered about this passion that this inner desire to help people to serve people through entrepreneurship and specifically to change something about the fashion industry and also to help female entrepreneurs was it something that you've been wanting to do like what was the thought process from being a banker to becoming a coach and, you know, a catalyst for sustainable fashion. How did the thought process go before leaping to to that role? Yeah, well, honestly, I would say that after graduating college, I thought that my dream really is to be in a corporate. 
Like I have this dream to become one of the senior management officers of of a financial institution or as a, of a bank. But then I don't know what happened <laughs> honestly, but I just have this passion about fashion. I love dressing up. I think that's how it started. Um, I like browsing, you know, catalogs online, mm-hmm. seeing clothes, window shopping, and then doing the actual shopping. And then I thought, why not create my own brand, a fashion brand? Yeah. Then just to you know, just to follow what I love, because I said, um, if I love shopping, I think I would save more <laughs> and I, I I can also make my own money <laughs> by selling clothes because that's what I love but but back then I really didn't think about um, shifting career because mm-hmm. at the time I just thought that the clothing line the clothing brand is just my passion project mm-hmm. and that I still want to stick in the banking industry um being analytical, <laughs> being so professional, right? But later on, I was exposed to social entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I have, because when I started my clothing brand, I have been attending a lot of um, like workshops, events about entrepreneurship um, through. I'm not sure if you know Entrepreneurs Magazine. Yeah, yeah. They're hosting a lot of yeah. I I am collecting a lot of <laughs> their uh, volumes before, but yeah, I'm attending a lot of events from there. And then I met Reese Fernandez of Rags to Riches, um, in one of her talks. Yeah. And some other social entrepreneurs. So I said. It's very fulfilling to to do business while helping other people, helping communities, um, seeing that you are an enabler of life transformations for other people by doing business. And that's when I realized that that's what I want to do. It's more fulfilling than doing my my current career <laughs> as a banker. And slowly, I got um, exposed also to the industry of mm-hmm. coaching, specifically in business coaching. And then I thought, since I was able to start my own brand and startup, why not also help other women to start their own businesses as well and really empower them? Because as I mentioned earlier, I really believe in the power of entrepreneurship to change the world for better. So that's when I realized that this is what I want to do in the long run, that this is one of my purposes. Really more of, I really want to make a difference in the world by helping other people, empowering women, and yeah, just, just guide them through the world of entrepreneurship because I believe that whenever we work together, if we are collectively working together, all entrepreneurs, um, we have uh, like this power to, 
to make significant changes in our society. So that's my dream. <laughs> and uh, that has been like my North Star, my guiding star in doing what I want to. Yeah. Yeah, just to share with you also, I think I, I share with you this um, tell that I, I recently quit my job wow. yes. <laughs> to follow my passion. So, yeah, I, it, it has been a slow process, I think. It's not like I did not decide to leave my job like in a short period of time. Like I've been thinking about it, I think, for three years already, wow. four years already. <laughs> But then I am not that sure back mm. then if I am ready and if I am confident enough to to take the risk and be a full-time entrepreneur. But then now I I can say that I'm fully confident that I can do it. It's risky but I trust myself. And I just I'm just enjoying what I'm doing right now and even if there are a lot of challenges I'm just you know happy and fulfilled in what I do so I said this is the time that I'm ready <laughs> to go all in <laughs> and I admire you for that Sheila some of our listeners would be people or women or even men who are currently in corporate and some of them may also be thinking and have that entrepreneurial mindset, right? And you mentioned that you were like in corporate for three years while you were doing this, right? Like your passion project. Yeah. And do you, I wanted to ask, do you think that this is like, this is the best way to do it? Like doing it side by side. I mean, in corporate and then that thing, experimenting first before leaping? Yes. Um, if you have a full-time job, and if you're thinking of building your own business as well, um, I do really suggest that you do it side by side. You can start your business, your passion project while you're in the corporate world. Just to test because, again, it's very risky to go all in in your business and leave um, like the source of having a fixed monthly income versus on a business side that there's no um, guarantee that you will earn the same amount. So if you're just starting out, I do advise that you, you need to validate your ideas first and it's best to do it while you're in the corporate world because I'm sure there will be a lot of changes in your idea and your initial business idea. While you're doing it in actual, you will learn a lot and don't leave unless you you are sure that this is the idea or this is the business model you want to pursue in the long run and you recently quit your job how did that happen so quickly what was the tipping point why did you finally like decide to to quit your job and pursue this and you mentioned you trust yourself but some people might be wondering, like, you are doing so well in, in corporate, and then why the sudden change of heart? Yes, I just thought that if I don't decide for myself, and if I don't follow my heart, I will just be stuck in a place that I don't want to be in. In the beginning of 2020, I said I will leave my corporate job when... 
or on December. <laughs> That's my goal. And it happened. <laughs> but then, honestly, it happened. But this is what I want to share because around October or November, October mm-hmm. or September, um, I'm thinking if I can really do it because I don't have like any like stable or fixed list of leads mm-hmm. that I can work with for coaching or for my freelancing as a brand strategist yet at that time. Mm-hmm. I said, can I really leave my job in December? <laughs> yeah, especially with the pandemic, right? Yes. And then my bosses also are telling me that um, that this, is main, this may not be the good time to leave the corporate world because there's a lot of uncertainty during this pandemic. Yeah. But then the, the tipping point, I think, is that I felt really burnt out in my corporate job. That mm-hmm. maybe it's because I don't like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Or my passion now is bigger than the comfort, or comfort zone I am in. That mm-hmm. I said, if I don't leave my job... How can I grow my business? How can I achieve my business goals? How can I achieve that impact I want to make? And then I, I really thought about this um, before deciding if I can or I cannot leave my job. But then I said, I just need to make that decision. Because almost every day I'm complaining about my job already. <laughs> and I cannot... My mind is full of ideas um, that is related to my business. So I said, I think this is the sign that I'm waiting for. Because all I can think of right now is the things I'm doing in my business. And I can't really focus on my job already. It's unfair for my bosses or it's unfair for the company because my heart belongs to someone or somewhere else. So I said, I need to follow my intuition and I need to do this in order for me to grow my business because leaving, saying no to this comfort level means I'm saying yes to something bigger. So if I said, if I won't say no, how can I attract abundance really? that I wanted. So I said, it's time. <laughs> it's time to decide. And then, yeah, I just made it. <laughs> wow, thanks for sharing that. I mean, that's really admirable. And I think a lot of people really are looking into that too. Like, how can they leave or quit their job? And guys, this podcast is not really about, you know, encouraging you to quit or what, but it's really like we're interested what the thought process is of our, of our guest, currently Sheila, about how she made that deep, how she made that transition. And so just, just going back to the transition itself. So you recently uh, left the corporate world and then how is it like? Because of course in corporate, you have to wake up at a specific time, you know, and then go to the office and then clock out at a certain time. So how different is it right now? 
Yeah, well, honestly, right now, I'm still connected with the company. Oh. My last day would be in okay. the month's end. Year-end, wow. Year-end, actually. <laughs> Year-end. So, but then I'm trying to transition already. And I think there there's a huge shift also in terms mm-hmm. of my mindset. Because now, I'm thinking already about how to get clients. Because I'm, I'm shifting to freelancing. And of course, I will be honest with all of you guys that it's still scary, that I'm still worried, that what if I cannot get consistent clients? What will happen to my bills? <laughs> Can I pay it? And I, I have two kids. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I think I am now coaching myself every day, almost every day. And... Like the emotion is like a roller coaster ride <laughs> that sometimes I'm super inspired and later on I feel worried, I have anxiety, but then I think I was ready enough to face all of those um, like inner challenges, internal challenges. So almost every day I coach myself and I do like, make sure that I'm ready for the day by doing my morning routine really preparing myself up because I know I need to, to make this habit already now so that mm-hmm. in January, yeah. I'm ready. I'm fully ready to, to face the entrepreneurship or freelancing world and totally leave my corporate job. We're going we're gonna to follow that uh, journey, Sheila. So you mentioned about morning routine and actually the podcast, as, as, I've, as we've mentioned, right? It's really inspiring women and not just women. People who may be listening can resonate with this one. It's really about, you know, um, encouraging and inspiring others to take care of ourselves. I wanted to ask, what's your definition of self-care? Self-care for me is self-love. Like making sure that you also know how to prioritize yourself and love yourself. Because as a mom, uh, we tend to... I'm sure you can relate to this as well and all the moms out there, women, that we tend to give everything to our family, especially to our kids. And that's, I think, the tipping point for me, realizing that I need to take care of myself too because how can I, how can I love other people if I don't love myself enough? Especially my kids. How can I love them if I don't love myself enough? Or if I don't have the energy already to, to take care of them. So I need to take care of myself too. And that's very important. I, I truly believe that it all starts within. So you cannot give what you don't have. So if you're not giving love to yourself, you cannot love others as yeah. well, right? So yeah, thanks for sharing that. And on self prioritization and self-care is it related like what was your like eureka moment when did you realize that you you want to have this or you you will instill this standard for yourself my eureka moment was really when i started entrepreneurship like being a startup founder because i built or i started silo after giving birth as in right after giving birth to my twins so i'm taking care of the twins while i'm i'm working for our startup and 
it's super overwhelming. And I thought before that I can do this, I can um, do this every day, but there's there were days that I just want to rest, and I felt guilty of resting. So, and then I realized that I need to to address my needs also as a human, as a person, as a woman, and in order for me to be productive and also to be able to to have enough energy uh, to take care of my family, especially my kids as well. So that's my tipping point that I don't need to overwhelm myself because it will spill out eventually in a negative way. So I said I need to 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 do this, um, like all the self-care activities that I'm doing right now so I can take care of myself every day and uh, to, to prioritize myself every day, a certain time of the day also. So as an example, what can you share as tips? Like, how do you do it? How's your day like? Um, what time of the day do you do these self-care activities? Yeah, I do it every morning. So after waking up, I usually grab coffee and then breakfast. And right after that, before I go to work, I make sure that I have enough time for myself mm-hmm. alone. So I'm doing meditation. I do journaling, um, mm-hmm. gratitude listing. And yeah, I just set enough time at least 30 minutes a day to mm-hmm. do the rituals <laughs> so nothing um, fancy or nothing extra like yeah that. yeah but aside from that aside from those daily habits daily morning habits i also like trying to work on celebrating all the wins i have wow. and that's part of my like self-care activity mm-hmm. because previously i don't tend to celebrate Mm-hmm. my wins and my tendency is to focus on what's lacking mm-hmm. with me and the failures I had but when I started celebrating my wins I realized that I'm so blessed that I'm, I have achieved so much mm-hmm. and there's like, um, like a feeling of contentment and mm-hmm. fulfillment inside so that's what I'm really trying to work on now because I still have the tendency to look on the negative experiences or failures. Mm-hmm. But I'm making sure that, for example, weekly, um, I spend time with my husband, um, drinking wine <laughs> as part of our <laughs> celebration. And just Something the two like of that. you. Yes. <laughs> While the kids are sleeping. So it, just making sure that you also celebrate your achievements your success Mm -hmm. so just to give a picture celebrating meaning your alone time you you write something or how do you do it how specifically do you do it in celebrating the wins yes celebrating the wins yeah i just yes i think it's important to write it down as well like i have this list of the things I'm thankful for, I'm grateful for the day. And by just writing them down in that list, you're acknowledging that win already. And there's 
like a internal shift whenever you do that that you're on a um like a celebration mode <laughs> already and then i make sure i do something what i love whatever activities that you love for women i think it's for example shopping <laughs> um like going to nail spa something like that you're eating your favorite food in my case uh, i'm a wine lover so wow. whenever there are special occasions there's wine so whenever i have wins there's wine <laughs> i i love wine too yes <laughs> And I think it's also symbolic. I mean, for me, if if you have wine, like you you really celebrate, and it's also mm. good that you have someone to celebrate with. I think that's that makes it more meaningful. What message would you give to women who feel that they cannot afford this self care or self love, or to those who feel that they simply do not have the time for this? My number one advice is that you need to understand yourself first and don't give too much of yourself to other people because eventually you will lose that momentum and you will lose the energy to take care of the people you love. So it's very important you, that you look inside of yourself also, uh, do the inner work, um, And start simple. Like and you don't need to to do everything that we are doing. Like in my case, I'm doing meditation and I'm doing gratitude journaling and so on. Some people may find it so overwhelming to do that. So just start with one, maybe one activity, one self-care activity that you can do consistently every day. And focus on that and stock up on any other self-care activities that you may think of later on. Just make sure that you also acknowledge your needs and you're fulfilling that need. Because as women, we have a lot of roles and responsibilities, right? We are a wife, a mom, a daughter, and so on. So it's very important to take care of yourself so you can also take care of other people too. All right. Thanks for sharing that, Sheila. So where can our listeners find you? What are your social media profiles if they want to look at what you are working on? Yes, you may check out my Instagram profile. It's Sheila MN Fuentes. And I also have a Facebook page. It's Sheila Fuentes. So you can follow me on that and feel free to message me in my instagram account if you have any questions um yeah feel free just feel free to reach out to me and i'll be glad to connect with you thanks for that sheila and i'm really happy that we were able to have a great conversation today and we were able to like give that message across to to the listeners out there So guys, if you want to check out also, this episode is available in crystalsaudi.com. Just search for Sheila Fuentes and you will find this episode uploaded there. So thanks so much for listening and have a nice day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Passion Design Hub. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to receive updates and fresh episodes every Tuesdays. Don't forget to download your free Passion Design Hub checklist at crystalsaudi.com. See you!